Welcome to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, an integrative health podcast by Center for New Medicine. We created the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast as an extension of our mission to educate and empower individuals along their health journey. This integrative health podcast will bring you in-depth expert interviews on a plethora of health topics. Tune in bi-weekly for interviews on how to create a non-toxic lifestyle, integrative approaches to treating complex health concerns like diabetes, Lyme's, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, adrenal fatigue, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, cancer prevention, early cancer detection, integrative cancer treatments, and so much more. Through the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, we hope to provide cutting-edge, science-based information you can use to create a happier and healthier life for you and your loved ones. Welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today I'm interviewing our doctor of naturopathy, Molly Feeney, back on the podcast. And we're talking all about candida, which is something she sees and treats with patients almost on a daily basis. So we're really breaking down what even is candida, where does it come from, how do we get it, What are the factors that are allowing candida overgrowth to happen within the body? The types of testing we can do to identify candida, specifically bioenergetic testing, and then the steps we can take to begin to eliminate candida from our system. So with that, please enjoy this interview with Molly Feeney. Well, Molly, welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be back to talk about important things. Yes. And today we are talking all about candida, which is something you were talking about patients with probably on a daily basis. Yes. We see this all the time. And so this is going to be such an amazing resource for all of the patients who come in, but of course, any other listeners we may have. But just to kind of start us off with layman's terms, can you explain for us what even is candida? Oh, yes. So candida is actually a germ that ordinarily lives within dead tissues, but a lot of times it's in animal proteins such as steaks or, you know, like any kind of beef or chicken that consume quantities of like loaded with antibiotics. So when you're prescribed certain antibiotics for the treatment of a bacterial infection, these newly introduced drugs tend to turn to kind of like an organism into a a pathogen. And of course, a pathogen can thrive on living tissue in your body and it's capable of causing infection or disease. So it's like a lot of people call it yeast, um, you know, that get yeast infections or, you know, a fungus or whatever, but it's a candida albicans. And so um, there's different like responses to your body. The yeast begins to increase um, in the body and especially in the culinary, the large intestine. But the yeast colonies release powerful chemicals or toxins that are absorbed in the bloodstream. It can cause such widely varying symptoms as severe menstrual cramps in women, um, very, you know, like fatigue, like if somebody's really tired, chronic diarrhea, 
bladder irritations and infections. And it doesn't mean that um, a person gets all of these symptoms, but there's a lot of different um, symptoms. It affects like every part of your body and every system in your body. It can cause asthma, migraine, headaches, depression, skin eruptions. And um, this can come for both men and women and children. I get a lot of patients that come in and have yeast infections. They have totally UTIs all the time and they don't understand why. And I try to get, you know, explain to them because you have a fungus, yeast, candida, and a lot of them will go on a protocol, but some of them won't. They go, no, no, I don't because I eat really healthy. But what they're not realizing is that like we talked about before, the antibiotics in meat or in dairy products, you know, present the opportunity for this yeast to become kind of out of control. And a lot of babies get it. They can get it from the vaginal walls of the mother when they're being born. And so they'll get a lot of diaper rash or thrush, you know, in the mouth. And, um, you know, certain like um, skull cap, they call it skull cap, but it's it's stuff that gets on the, the baby's scalp that they can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. And so these problems, um, you know, are, you know, probably deep, deeper seated. But even my youngest son used to have a lot of rashes you know, diaper rash and skull cap. And I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I didn't know then what I know now, but you know, you feed it to them in the milk. So it's like, if you're breastfeeding, your baby gets what's inside of your body. So that's, you know, really important information. I'm curious, what are, you mentioned that you do have a lot of patients who come in with yeast infections. What are some of the other most common symptoms that you're seeing patients come in with? So some of the other things are like, um, so since, you know, how I explained to you that it affects all the body parts, organs, tissues, cells, um, and it's also, it also contributes to cancer. I mean, as you know, it's like a breeding ground for cancer because we work with a lot of, you know, cancer patients here, but it also can cause, it's a source of infertility for some women. A lot of women are infertile, but they don't realize it's because of this candida, the yeast but it can cause schizophrenia. It can cause um, uh, like arthritis. And some of the other things are like, if people have allergies or anxiety or asthma, body aches, I mean, there's so many things like, you know, like we mentioned, you know, menstrual um, issues, you know, gastritis, earaches even are caused by fungus or candida. There's so many things, or even like disturbed senses like taste, smell, vision, or hearing. Like there's so many things because if you think about it, it's like this big sponge in your body that is holding all of these toxins and it causes brain fog. It causes like some people are very emotional and get upset easy. And I had one patient that um, he came in and he had, uh, you know, whatever issues I can't remember now but I do remember he had a lot of candida. And so I put him on a very strict protocol, you know, eliminating any yeast, sugar, or, um, you know, starches and had him do, you know, certain things. So he did this for two and a half months. Well, he came back for a follow-up and he'd lost like 35 pounds. And he was, he just said, oh my gosh, I can sleep better. I can think better. You know, my exercise is better. Everything is better. And I feel so much better. Well, I get this all the time, but the reason I'm telling you this story is about two or three months later, his wife comes in that I'd never seen before. And I always ask the person, well, you know, is there a health issue you're concerned about? Or is there something, or is this just like a preventative visit? And she said to me, she said, well, you saw my husband about three months ago. 
well, my ex-husband, she said, I don't know what you did for him, but he is so nice. And if now, and if you would have seen him before we got divorced, we would still be married right now. And whatever you did for him, I want you to do for me. And yes, she had candida, but I'm just saying it can change your whole world, you know, if you get rid of the candida. And I tell patients this, that any patient I've ever tested that has cancer or has had cancer has some type of a fungus yeast, you know, whether it's a candida or whatever, but it's really important. There's even a website, it's called Cancer is a Fungus because there's so many diseases that are caused by candida or a fungus Mm -hmm. in your body. And I, I want to elaborate on that a little bit because I think to explain it to the listeners a little bit better, regardless of what the toxin is, it's something that is taking up some of our immune army. And so Absolutely. if we have this chronic chronic infection going on, that's, you know, whatever, half, 50, 60, 70% of our little immune army that's constantly battling against this thing which then, you know, let's say there is cancer brewing, it only leaves maybe 30 or 20 or 10% of those immune cells left to fight that cancer. Well, it's interesting that you use the terminology army because the way that I, I present it to my patients is I say, pretend like ideally you have a thousand soldiers that are protecting your immune system, fighting off disease, fighting off toxins, keeping you balanced in homeostasis when whether it's parasites or candida or whatever but mostly it starts with the candida and then the parasites or whatever they are suppressing your immune system to where oh my gosh you only have 10 soldiers or 25 or 200 or 300 but this is what it's doing to your immune system and then there's something called reserves or backup let's say ideally you have a thousand we're supposed to have a thousand soldiers that are waiting on the sidelines if the immune system becomes suppressed, how many soldiers do you have that can replace those on the sideline that's waiting? So you not only have your immune system to worry about, you also have your backup and reserves. What do you have? And so a lot of these people come in and they have 25 soldiers over um, a thousand that they should be having a thousand and their reserves and backup, they only have five or whatever, you know, they're real severe cases. So they don't have anything to even replace the ones that become knocked out by the reserves or I mean by the, you know, the candida. And so it's really important that, you know, I have a form that I show them so they can really see it. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And then when I get them on a certain diet and you had mentioned lifestyle, diet, supplementation, and really you have to be in the right frame of mind to be able to do this. You have to be really committed. Like, I want to be healthy. I want to eliminate any kind of you know, future disease as much as possible. And you have to take an active role in it. And when these patients go on this protocol that I have them go on, they come back and get retested. And now all of a sudden they have, you know, maybe they had 150, you know, immune soldiers and now they have 700 and they know, okay, wow. And they feel better, you know, they've lost weight and not that that's ever my goal because if somebody comes in and says they want to lose weight, I just immediately go to, Let's see what's going on in your body and why your body is retaining that weight, you know, Mm. or somebody feels bloated all the time or they have brain fog or they just don't feel good. They just they are unwell. They just don't feel good and they know they should feel better. And a lot of people think it's age related. They go, well, it's that it's my age. And I always immediately say 
The way you feel has nothing to do with your age. It's your lifestyle, it's your food choices, and it's something that is in your body. And then they'll say a lot of patients, well, you know, I've been eating really healthy for a year or three months or two months or whatever it is. And that's wonderful that they're doing that. But the thing is, is if you think about the candida and all these toxins, the bath, a bathtub full of water and the, you know, the faucets on, on high, what they've done and all the faucet is, you know, the toxins that they're, they're introducing to their body, but by eating healthy, they have turned off the faucet, which is wonderful. But that bathtub is still full of toxins, candida, parasites or whatever. So now we have to drain it because it's going to be sitting there in that toxic environment until we drain it, even though they're being healthy right now. I mean, does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, I think that's such a good analogy. And so I want to talk a little bit about testing. And I know we're going to get into the bioenergetic of this, but before we go there, is there any other form like conventional medicine? If you went to a conventional doctor and said, I think I might have candida, can you test me for it? Is there anything available or are they just going to go, um, what are you saying? Okay. Well, some doctors, a lot of doctors won't even test. They just say that's ridiculous. There's not, everybody has candida. We all have candida and we all have to have it in our system. You know, that is true. But if your immune system is suppressed, there becomes an overgrowth of this in your body that is actually very, very highly damaging to everything, every system in your body. I mean, we're talking, uh, um, let's see. So, so, I mean, we've talked about some of the, the symptoms, but it affects yeast and candida affect nine different body systems, your digestive system, your nervous system, cardiovascular reproductive, respiratory, lymphatic, urinary, endocrine, and even your skeletal system. And a lot of people, when I test them and they have a lot of candida, one of the systems that come up is cardiovascular and they go, oh my gosh, I don't have any heart issues, but it's all connected and they don't understand how much, you know, it it affects. But going back to your, your original question, some doctors will do a blood test, but that's not always... <clears throat> you know, effective. It doesn't pick up everything, but I can just look at a patient's eyes or their tongue and tell if they have candida. There's some very simple tests you can do like, you know, um, like in first thing in the morning, you know, spitting some phlegm in some water to see if it sinks or not. But there's, I mean, I do the energetic testing and I can tell very quickly whether or not somebody has candida. I can even talk to a person and know the symptoms that they tell me whether or not they have candida just because I have so much experience in, you know, in testing people and knowing what candida is and how it manifests. But there's um, the candida symptoms fall basically into three major categories. So it's problems with, you know, you know, gut issues or UTIs. Those are that's like number one. And then allergic reactions to everything. So and then emotional and mental difficulties. But going back to the um, allergic reactions. So what I'm trying to say is there's so many different um, categories and how it manifests itself. It's hard to go to a conventional doctor and then be able to connect the dots. And they'll Mm -hmm. say, you know, it's either in your head, you know, you hear that all the time, or you're not sick, or you need antidepressants or whatever, excuse me, but it's all related to you know, the candida. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, I took this allergy test and I'm allergic to all these foods. It's just horrible. 
And I know that it's just that they have candida. And of course, they're going to be allergic to everything or look like they do because they have this candida overgrowth. And if they got rid of the candida, if they took that test again, they wouldn't have the same results. Hmm. Wow, that's so powerful. So now can you explain a little bit more about the bioenergetic testing and why that might be a little bit maybe of a a clearer or more accurate way of testing for candida versus just a blood test? Well, well, for instance, the um, bioenergetic testing is a much more subtle way of testing and <clears throat> excuse me, and it gets much deeper. So it's testing like the energy, the tissues, the cells, and the blood, the blood testing really doesn't come into play until, um, you know, so everything starts at an emotional or energetic level. And then that information travels to the meridians where we do the testing and then to the nervous system and then to the cells. So the first thing that um, the candida and parasites to affect or attack is the nervous system. So I can, so that's not going to show anything in the blood, nothing. And so it really embeds itself into the nervous system. And that's why I was saying it, it causes like depression or anxiety. And when I'm testing, I can see very quickly when I'm testing somebody, if they have candida and that might uh, manifest up to three or four years before it would even show in the blood. Mm. And if it's gotten you're catching in the blood, it so much earlier. And if it's gotten in the blood, that means you're in very, very severe case. You know, yeah. so if you're going to a doctor and getting a blood test and saying, Oh, this is it's showing in the blood, it's like, okay, you've had it for years and years. But if it doesn't show in the blood, the doctor will say, Oh no, you don't have it. That's not necessarily true because again, just like anything else, just like when we're testing for cancer or an overgrowth of abnormal cells it's going to show up in the tissues or, you know, in the, the meridians before it shows up in the blood. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love about the bioenergetic testing is, right, you know, the, the medical community has established all these ranges of what's normal. This is the normal range for mer mercury. This is the normal range right. for candida. But what the bioenergetic testing is telling us is, this thing is a stressor on your body right now. And it doesn't matter if it's in the normal range or not, it's stressing your system. And I think that is so empowering because one, so many people feel that. They feel like something is off, something is stressing me. They go and get the blood tests and the blood tests are quote unquote normal. Right. And then they feel really disheartened. But I think it's so empowering too because we are all so bio-individual. Right. Those ranges are there and they can be helpful. But for me, maybe I'm more sensitive to candida. And so a lesser amount does cause stress and severe symptoms. And I think right. that is where the bioenergetic testing is just absolutely instrumental. Oh, it is. And going back to what you mentioned about blood work, I mean, blood work is very important. And it's a big piece of the puzzle, figuring out what's going on with somebody. But it is not the full picture. For instance, about 20 years ago, I had some very serious thyroid issues. And I woke up one day and I had a huge goiter on my neck. And I had been to doctors before that, they'd run blood. Nobody had ever identified that I had a thyroid issue because like you're saying, my blood was always within normal range. But normal range doesn't always mean healthy. And so I 
ended up having to go to the Huntsman Cancer Institute in Utah, getting nuclear treatments. I had to be quarantined. I went through all of this. It was like so emotional and so scary. The whole time I was going through that, I never once had an abnormal thyroid panel result. Wow. And, and that really told me the whole story about, wow, I mean, I'm not saying blood work's not important because it is, but you can't always go based on that and based on the ranges that they have set in place. Because like you're saying, you know, everybody's different and it's really important to recognize that just because you get this blood result doesn't necessarily mean that it's, I won't say it's not accurate, but I mean, I'm just saying that you need to get, look at other sources of information to be able to tell what's really going on with your body. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about what are the factors that can contribute to this candida overgrowth or, you know, essentially what is what is disrupting our internal environment and making it a place where this fungus can grow? Well, um, the number one thing is oral contraceptives. That is the number one thing that causes it, meaning birth control. Oh, wow. And most women that come in here that have all these issues, I can ask them one question. Are you on birth control or have you been? And they go, oh, yeah, years. What does that have to do with it? But I'm telling you, it messes up your system. And that's the number one thing. Other things are any kind of cortisone medication, um, multiple pregnancies, and antibiotics like we talked about, whether you are given them you know, orally by a doctor or you're getting them in your dairy products or your meat products. And then you know anything like bread, sugar, starches, yeast, all of that, mushrooms, you know, peanuts, peanuts are just a fungus. So if people eat a lot of peanut butter, I mean, there's so many ways to get it. And they're just, people don't realize that there's just a lot of ways to get candida. And then if you're stressed, it's just going to grow more. And people that smoke, it just like setting the forest on fire. So there's a lot of ways that you get it, but then your lifestyle and the things that you put into your body, you know, just kind of like, you know, exasperate what you already have in there. So then, you know, because I know I've done the your candida protocol before, you know, it, as you already mentioned, it involves cutting out the sugars, the starches, kind of anything that's breaking down into sugars as well. Right. And I can completely understand how that is useful when you're basically in the treatment phase. What does more of a maintenance phase look like? Because I, I imagine we're not like, okay, well, we can just never have sugar again or if oh, you do, it's absolutely. coming right back. So that's kind of a loaded question, but um, let me just answer it as much as I can. And then I'm going to kind of go into how to, re let me, let me talk about a little bit how to reverse it and then how sure. to maintain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the generic, like there's um, certain drugs and a lot of times I can get rid of the candida for help people get rid of their candida before they're on a drug. But if somebody just wants to take an antifungal drug, there's like, you know, there's um, griziofulvin, there's nystatin, there's ketoconazole. So there's different drugs that people can take, but you have to prepare your system for it, like, you know, support your liver. You know, there's certain things that you need to do. Um, there's anti-yeast diets, which we talked about. You have to take out, you know, you starve out the candida. So you take out all sugars, you take out all starches, you take out all yeast. 
And one thing that a lot of people are misinformed about is a lot of people drink that kombucha and it is so full of sugar and yeast and they think it's healthy and they're drinking it every single day. And it's like the worst thing. It's like putting gas on a fire. Mm -hmm. And um, so avoiding antibiotics obviously is very important. There's homeopathic remedies and um, they say that there's, if you consume like aged garlic, it's very effective in getting rid of the, the yeast. And of course, avoiding drugs that support the, that, that suppress the immune system, such as anything steroid, steroid based, you know, pharmaceuticals and, you know, eliminating um, allergies. But it's important, like when I put them on this diet and I don't want to use the word diet, but I'm just, what I'm trying to talk, say is take away these, these, these bad foods, the, you know, the sugar, the starches, the yeast, when they take those away, you know, our taste buds regenerate every 21 days. Most of the time, I would say if somebody's really compliant, most of the time, I would say in three months time, they will come back to me and test and all those foods that they took out of their diet that they were like, well, how long do I have to take these out? And I'm talking cheeses too, like hard cheeses, not like goat cheese and sheep cheese, not like that, but the hard cheeses. They don't want to take any of this out of their diet. But once they do, and they feel better and they're healthy, their skin looks better, they can sleep better, their stomach's flat for the first time in 30 years. You know, all of these things, they don't even wanna go back on the food. There's two reasons. Number one, they feel better and they're like, well, why would I introduce these foods back in my diet? Because that's what got me sick and I feel great and I actually like eating healthy. And the other thing is since our taste buds regenerate every 21 days, you start liking what you eat. So if you're not eating sugar, you're not eating all these bad things, your body starts to crave what you're feeding it. It takes a few weeks to get to that point, but they, they really don't want to go back in. But back to your question um, is you can't always eat perfect. And I don't, I probably am a 90 percenter. That means that I'm really generally pretty good, but I like to bake and I like, you know, good things. So I might just have one or two bites and then I'm full. I mean, like I'm like my craving is, is over. Satiated. Yeah. 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 So it's not like if somebody gave me a piece of cake, I wouldn't eat the whole piece. I, I just want a little sliver or whatever. And I'm not saying I do that all the time, but I think it's important to know that you don't have to eliminate this stuff for the rest of your life. Or even the things like the first thing I say is like bananas. Do not eat bananas. It's like five times the sugar of any other fruit or vegetable that you can eat. So you've got to get rid of those. But I don't mean forever. So there's even healthy foods that I'm telling them to take out of their, you know, mushrooms, bananas, um, you know, sweet potatoes, squash. Those aren't bad foods. But if we're trying to get rid of candida, I don't want you eating them for now or any fruit other than berries. But when your time is up and we've gotten rid of it, you can introduce those things back into your diet. But, you know, just eat them like don't just eat sweet potatoes, eat the greens and eat all the other things that you're supposed to do. That's how you maintain it. But just be careful. Don't take antibiotics if you don't, you know, if you can help it. Don't take birth control pills. Try to, you know, do an IUD or something. And I'm not a a medical doctor, so I don't want to advise them on that. But I'm just telling you what causes candida. And once you get rid of it, just be smart about your choices that caused it in the first place. But you don't have to eliminate sugar for the rest of your life. You don't need to, but everything is in balance and you just have to make decisions. You know, how much sugar am I eating? You know, it wouldn't hurt to have a bite of this or a bite of that. And what kind of sugar am I eating? Am I eating fruit or am I eating cookies and cupcakes? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's just just like common sense. And so then uh, 
I'm curious too, when they're on this diet, you said it's like two and a half, maybe three months-ish that they're being really careful. Well, what I do is, I mean, average, it takes two to six months to get rid of it. Some have okay. taken, few have taken longer and some are quick. It depends on a couple of things. It depends on how compliant you are to what I'm asking you to do. And it depends on your metabolism. So, you know, because I'm giving them also some supplements and some homeopathics, but everybody's a little bit different. When I test you, maybe one person needs this supplement and another person needs this supplement. But I also have to get rid of the fermentation that has been caused by the candida or the fungus. So that's important too. And you have to have the proper nutrition. So they're taking these supplements and they're, I, the first thing I do 99% of the time is put them on a cleanse because I want to clean their body, but they're still eating. Um, they're still eating, but they have to eliminate those foods on that list. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're taking the supplements and it's all whole food supplements. So it's like, you know, fiber, um, you know, just different things that are going to clean their body and nourish it the way it needs to be, but they're still eating, but they're just not eating bad things. Yeah. And then after that cleanse, so this is about a three month process. So phase one would be the cleanse, but they're still having to stay off that, you know, the avoid food list that I give them. After that, they'll go into phase two. That phase two is a two month protocol. Now I'm trying to get rid of the fungus. And also if they have parasites, I'm trying to get rid of parasites in that phase two, because phase three, all phase three is, is pharmaceutical medication but they might not have to go into phase three and whatever tested positive for them, for the parasites and the fungus would be greatly eliminated. I mean, like decrease, like they might come up with three different fungal medications and test for it because they have so much in their body and they might test for five different parasite medications. We don't want to give them all that. So I try to get out of the body as much as I can in a natural way and that supports their immune system so when they come back and test in three months because remember they did the 21 day cleanse and then they did the two-month protocol for the candida and sometimes parasites they come back and test with me when it goes to phase three they might only test for two parasite medications at this point and maybe one fungal and most of the time not even a fungal so mm -hmm. it's if you look at it it's gone from seven medications that their body wanted down to two you know, mm -hmm. so that's why we do it. And it really is very effective. And I see it over and over. If a person is really compliant with exactly what I'm telling them to do, and I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. But if you're committed to your health, you can do it. And some people, it, it is easy because they're already eating that way. And they only have to eliminate a couple of things maybe. And so they come back and their scan is so much better. And their immune system is so much stronger than sometimes we don't even have to go to phase three. They just have to maintain, but they're excited about it because they were so good and their health is changing so much. And they, I don't have to like talk them into, by then they're pretty knowledgeable about what to do to maintain it. But mm -hmm. it's basically just like we were talking about, you know, balance what you eat and be smart about it and don't do the same things that caused it. Yeah. So two things I want to point out. One it makes so much sense from a root cause approach to start with let's do these natural approaches first before the pharmaceuticals because 
if we just jump straight to the pharmaceuticals, we're not really fixing the root cause. No, we're, we're killing not. them off and clearing them out, right, right. but we're not addressing what allowed these to overgrow in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's more like the, the medication is more like a Band-Aid that will suppress it while you're on the medication that is very harsh on your liver and your organs than fixing it. And, and as I'm going through phase one and phase two, I'm also giving them liver support and organ support. So in case, and it's all natural, it's like milk thistle, a milk thistle blend, but different things in case they have to take a medication that your, their body, we've, we've, you know, elevated the immune system and made them much stronger. We have strengthened their organs. If they have to take a medication, their body's more prepared for it and can handle it for the short term. Mm -hmm. And that's our yes. goal. Absolutely. And then the other thing I want to point out is you're saying, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's difficult, especially in those first couple of weeks to eliminate these things. And I think one of the biggest reasons is the candida is a living being and yes. sugar and starches are its food. So yes. half of those sugar cravings are probably just the candida cravings. Well, that's no, all of it is. If you <laughs> get rid of the candida and I've, I have experienced it. So many patients have experienced, you don't even crave sugar. The candida is out of your body. You don't want sugar. It doesn't even taste good to you. It's just, it's almost a turnoff. Like when somebody says, oh, do you want this dessert or this dessert? You're just like, oh, no, you don't yeah. want it at all because you've gotten rid of the candida. That is what's asking for the sugar. It's nothing else. And I think when you can look at it from that perspective, when those cravings come up, you know, because we believe like, oh, this is me. I want this. But I feel like if we can almost distinguish between actually, I don't this might not be me. This is probably the candida craving this. And mm -hmm. every time I say no, a couple more of them die off. Yes, yes, yes. It's almost like you have to like do tricks like that and tell yourself different things. And it's like you have to have this this mental conversation with yourself, like, you know, just getting back to like reality. I'm not craving this sugar. This toxin is. And I know that it's affecting me, but I've got to fight it. I've got to be stronger than this toxin. And that's kind of mm -hmm. what you have to tell yourself. And little by little, you do become stronger, do become stronger. It gets out of your body and you don't even want those things. I have so many patients that used to have such a sugar addiction. And now if you offered them something, they're not just being disciplined to say no. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And now you touched on the supplements a little bit because I was going to ask if there's any general supplements that it can be really helpful with the candida. But it sounds like also this is where the bioenergetic testing is really helpful as well, because it's telling you specifically what is going to help this individual. Yes. I mean, there's some that I have. I mean, I have whole categories that I test each patient on. I mean, I would say the most effective one, but some people it's not. So I'll go to something else. It's the Candicid Forte, but it's the most effective, but not for everybody. But I'm just giving you an example that mm -hmm. you have to, you know, couple that with like the um, homeopathic that the acetylahyde that is getting rid of the fermentation. So it's kind of like the candida has caused a few things in your body that we also have to get rid of. You have to support it with vitamin C. You have to support it with probiotics. You have to take probiotics. Um, and then the, the um, liver protect because the milk thistle, I want to support your liver and your organs like we, we discussed, but it's not just one thing, but the, the, what's equally as important is staying off those foods. I've had people that have 
followed the regimen very strictly, but they didn't do the food. They just thought, oh, well, you know, I'm taking this, I'm taking that, I'm whatever. But if they're not strict with the food, it's like if you have diabetes and you're taking insulin shots, but yet you're still eating sugar. It's like, there's no point. And so I, I tell the patient, I said, you know, this is one time when, you know, you have to take this serious, this elimination, the avoid food sheet that I give them, because if you're not going to follow this a hundred percent, I don't want you to waste your money buying all these products or these supplements because they're not going to do you well. I don't want to say any good, but not a lot. It's yeah. it, it's like it's like a partnership. If you're not taking the food out of your body and keep feeding your food the the thing that caused the candida, these supplements or the support or even the prescriptions, they're not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might like <clears throat> maybe keep it at bay. But it's not ever going to really clear out the No, problem. it won't clear it out. It will not clear mm-hmm. it out. And their test results, when they come back, I can tell who followed it and who didn't every single time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, know. <laughs> I just know. And people will say, oh, yeah, I followed it really well. I'm like, okay. And then I'm testing. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I mean, are you sure? And then when I start asking questions, well, well, I did do this and I did do that. And I didn't take this out because, you know, I, you know whatever. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. and then somebody down the road, like a year later, still hasn't got rid, gotten rid of it. And I have a few of these and I go, okay, you're right. I, I'm going to take it serious now. Where all along, they kept telling me they're following it. And then finally, when it doesn't work, I don't get the results. I don't get the results time and time again. They're like, okay, I really get it. I really have to follow that diet, huh? And I'm like, yes. Okay. Now I'll be serious. And then they follow it because they can see that they've been wasting a year of their time, their money, everything. And then they follow it and they come back and they have excellent results. And they go, oh my gosh, you were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah. really funny. It's really funny. But you know, people can just do what they can do. And there's an emotional component to there's it. There's huge, an emotional journey. Huge. Yeah. And then <laughs> if you have a family and they're not supporting it and you have to feed them all this stuff, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a mindset. And it's almost like you have to get your whole family on board to support you. And I don't mean they have to eat the same things that you do, which would be great if they did, because then they wouldn't have the issue. But you really, if you live with somebody, you really have to get them on board to support you. It's not easy. Or if you live with somebody, if they're on the same boat that you are, as far as food goes, it's not really that hard. But if you're not, yeah. it is hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. A support system is very important, whether it's your your family, or your friends, or your work. You have to have support to get yourself mentally motivated, and kind of captivate captivated because it's like this is a big big deal. And if you commit to it for even just give yourself that first month and. Honestly, by the time you hit that first month, you're going to feel so good that you'll have the motivation to keep going. But I always say, don't even preach it to anyone else. Let your own life and the changes that happen inside of you be the testimony for other people. Absolutely. But the only way to do that is to actually follow the protocol so that you can make a true judgment on it. You know, if you didn't follow it fully, you can't say it didn't work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people will say that, well, the few that don't really follow it, they'll say it didn't work for them. And then I'll say, 
Well, did you follow the food? Well, no, not, not exactly. Well, did you take all the supplements every day? Well, no, because I didn't read. I mean, you know, but I could tell that it didn't work because I no, I didn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait for the audience to be able to hear this. It's going to be such a good resource. I already know there's so many people I'm going to send this to. Oh, good. I'm so glad. But yeah, I love talking about it because it changes people's lives and they have i mean people are diagnosed with so many things crohn's disease different things that if they got rid of their candida you know they would you know they're better they're healthy they feel great yeah so yeah i think it's really important information and i'm glad that we did this so that people can kind of start maybe doing some research or um, asking more questions about what really causes their their health issues and Mm -hmm. that it can be reversed and then i just want to ask to be sure to get an appointment with you, they can just call and book that directly, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's the bioimmune survey. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure it's all in the show notes along with contact information, the center's contact information. So again, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much.